This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. In late November into December 2019, we began to hear about the coronavirus or COVID-19 that began in Wuhan, China, which now has become a global pandemic causing great distress, pain, sickness, death, and disruption. I was actually in Japan and Malaysia in mid-December for meetings with some leaders and pastors there. Here we are now in April 2020, and the last four months have increased such uncertainties and distress for so many people around the world. But it's interesting, it was in the month of Kislev, or November, December, which is the Gregorian calendar, when Nehemiah heard of the distress, reproach, and scattering of his people, that the walls of Jerusalem were broken down and the gates were on fire. Nehemiah 1.4 says that Nehemiah sat down and wept and mourned for many days, fasted and prayed before the God of heaven when he heard this distressing news. Although the book of Nehemiah has a specific context to a particular time in Israel's history and journey, I believe that praying through Nehemiah's full prayer in verses 5-11 through 11 has great importance and significance to us spiritually today as the church especially as we're corporately interceding for the crisis around the world. In a moment, I'm going to share with you a portion of a message I shared on April 22nd at Grace Woodlands near Spring Woodlands, Texas, where I shared the importance and the significance of Nehemiah's prayer from December to April in his time that I believe has some encouraging significance to us today as we've all been confronted with dealing with this global pandemic You see, Nehemiah prayed and fasted and sought the Lord for four months with seemingly no answer. O Lord, I pray, he said, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. You see, it was finally in the month of Nisan or March and April in a Gregorian calendar that the Lord moved in the heart of the king of Persia to see what was burdening and and bringing sorrow to the heart of Nehemiah. Ultimately, It was during the month of Nisan that the heavenly king moved upon the earthly king to intervene on behalf of Nehemiah's heart cry and prayers. He was released with all the authority of the king to go to Jerusalem to bring help and healing to his people. You see, this past November, December, or Kislev 2019, began at sundown November 28th. And Nisan, which is March-April 2020, began sundown March 25th, and concluded at sundown April 24th. During the 1948 Hebrides revivals, Duncan Campbell, in an article he wrote called When God Stepped Down, meaning stepped into our world, he said these words, It takes the supernatural to break the bonds of the natural. And just like in Nehemiah's day and the day today, we need the supernatural to break the bonds in the natural. We live in a world of crisis, but this presents us with an opportunity we must not waste. We are called to be the light of the world, filled with the Spirit of God, a city on a hill. Light always shines brightest amidst the darkest hours. As we draw closer to God and reconnect with our families, let's remember to care for the most vulnerable. Somebody Cares chapters and partners continue to bless our communities with much-needed supplies including N95 masks to our medical professionals, food and essentials for our senior citizens and families, encouragement and friendship for those who feel alone. You can be a blessing too. Give today at somebodycares.org.
Let me share now the message I did on April 22nd at Grace Woodlands, where we talk about God in Nehemiah's time and praying through Nehemiah's prayer and what God can do again today as we see that the supernatural can still break through the bonds of the natural. It may look like we're surrounded, but we're surrounded by him. And that reminded me of even in uh, 2 Kings, I believe chapter 6, where uh, the servant of Elisha was saying, Elisha, can't open your eyes, can't you see? Look at all the enemy out there, the armies of the enemy. And Elisha said, God opened his eyes. And so when God opened up the eyes of his servant, he noticed that it may look like in the natural there was a lot of opposing army. But when he opened his eyes, he saw that the armies of God were far greater. Amen? Amen. Duncan Campbell wrote something called When God Stepped Down. And it was talking about the 1948 Hebrides Revival. And he says in conclusion, these words, he said, It takes the supernatural to break the bonds of the natural. I thought, wow, that resonates with me. If God can do it then, God can do it now. We need a suddenly moment of God. And as we were processing, I called pastor the other day and I said, you know, it's interesting that we were here on the the evening of sundown of March 25th, which is the beginning at that time of the month of Nisan. And the month of Nisan has a huge significance, I believe. And here we are, and we were there at that time streaming because it was social distancing and everybody had to stay home and watch live. We've done the parking lot drive-in services But this is our first night back where, though we are distanced in in geography to each other, we are back worshiping corporately right here and those that are watching a couple of days before the end of the month of Nisan. And I believe there's a significance to that. Because throughout Nisan, we were reminded on that first night, the beginning of the month of Nisan in the Jewish calendar, civil and in um, their ecclesiastical calendar, that... This last month, or almost a month now, has been something that we have a precedence to look to. We celebrated and looked to the Lord through Passover, through Good Friday, through Resurrection Sunday, all in the month of Nisan, that has biblical precedence, just like Exodus 12, when God delivered Israel from the plagues, just like Jesus going to the cross who took our crown uh, he has took a crown of thorns, or bore a crown, a crown of thorns, sickness and disease and anguish and, and burden and, and death, took it upon himself so he could give us a crown of life, exchange our robes of unrighteousness or our filthy rags for robes of righteousness. We see all that happen in the month of Nisan, and here we are tonight, just two days before the end of the month of Nisan, and we have another biblical precedence of what God does in those suddenly moments. We have, I believe, in a journey right now to to look to Scripture, even in the book of Nehemiah, of what God did then, which seemed humanly impossible. And like Duncan Campbell says, it takes the supernatural to break the bonds of the natural. And I believe we're in that moment where we see a breakthrough. We're here, worshiping together in a corporate context. That's the beginning of a breakthrough, I believe. And there are oppositions to those breakthroughs when we seek to do the will of God. And I won't get into those. I've shared them before in the, uh, the book of Nehemiah. There are seven things that came against Nehemiah. 
when Sambalat and Tobiah didn't like the fact that Nehemiah was seeking the well-being of God's people. Many of us have wept like Nehemiah. We've wept between the porch and the altar like in the book of Joel. We've wept at the concern of our family members and friends and, and the church and, and people, our neighbors. We've all wept over that. We've been grieved about what we see. And we know there's a lot more at every different level that is going on behind the scenes behind, besides just the plague itself or just besides COVID-19 itself. There's so many other things at play. As one friend of mine who's watching right now from up in Philadelphia, she said that she keeps getting the word nefarious. And I've been thinking it's been diabolical. There's things going on in the unseen realm trying to create a tension moment to get our eyes off of the Lord, but we have the word of God and biblical historical precedence of God's faithfulness. We sang earlier faithfulness along the way to show us that God hasn't forgotten us. And this is that moment, could it be that moment where we see an awakening like we've never seen before and a revival that we've been praying for? There was a sense of, of corporate anointing as we were worshiping. There was something that came from the, the, the very depths of our spiritual diaphragm, that, that desire that doesn't just come by hanging out, coming to church on a prayer night service, which is pretty cool, but it's not like our typical worship services. There's something that's taken place in the last few weeks and even months that have brought us to a tension moment that says, God, I really want to be with you and be around your people. God, I really want to know your purpose and destiny. We need that suddenly moment so that the supernatural would break the bonds of the natural. Go with me to Nehemiah because I want to share something that I feel like the Lord has been putting in my heart and and I, and I believe that we will pray because Nehemiah literally had a, a prayer of intercession for the people. And I want to read that prayer as a primer for us to know how to pray today because why try to reinvent something that already works? And so I want to look at that in a moment. But let me just say this, that in, in chapter 1 of Nehemiah, it says the words of Nehemiah, the son of, of, of um, uh, Hekeliah, it came to pass in the month of, Ch of Kislev, which was is in the Jewish calendar, November, December. It overlaps November, December. In fact, this past uh, 2019, it began on sundown of November 25th. And it says in the month of, uh, which would be November 25th, our time, but in this season, in, in Nehemiah's time, it was around the place of November, December. It says in that month, in the 12th year of the king, it says that Hanani, one of my brethren came with, with men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped, who had survived the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem was also broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. It was around December when I was in Japan and also in Malaysia during the month of Kislev. And it was just then you begin to hear a little bit of stuff coming out of Wuhan and what's happening in China. But it hadn't had become a global pandemic. But there was just fodder going on about it. And then we've seen the progression since then just like the reproach and distress and scatteredness of God's people that Nehemiah wept over because he saw the condition of the holy city and the nation of Israel, his people. He prayed every single day 
Because he got this word and he was burdened by the word that he got about the state of his people. As we've been progressing since the month of Kislev, many of us have seen the increase of the devastation, not just because of the pandemic itself, but all the other things, the people losing jobs and, and the increase of suicide rates. I got a report today because we're helping out with the Navajo Nation, the largest Native American tribe in America. In fact, their, their tribe spans 27,000 plus square miles in New Mexico and Arizona and larger than many of our individual states in the United States of America. And the increase of depression and suicide, people's tension, inner city and, and underserved areas in Detroit that we've been talking to and trying to get resources there, there's so much tension beyond just the crisis of the pandemic itself. And those are things that we have the authority to speak into and to respond to as the church. And so he prayed, it was December, and then March comes along, praying every day, still burdened for his people, February, March comes along, still nothing happens. Can you imagine crying out to God, God, where are you? And finally, the king says to him, in the beginning of the month of Nisan, which is March, April to us, four months later, it says in chapter 2, and it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 12th year of the king, king of Persia, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king, and now I had never been sad in the presence before the king. Therefore the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? This is nothing but sorrow of heart. Then I became dreadfully afraid. But he begins to share with the king, an earthly king. See, God had used, God, the heavenly king, was speaking to an earthly king who's not even a believer. Is not, he was secular in the sense that we would consider. He's not one that we would look to for spiritual leadership. But God had spoken, had heard Nehemiah's cry for four months. And now, in the month of Nisan, God moves suddenly on the heart of an earthly king and says, you're not sick. Why do you have sorrow of heart? And Nehemiah shares with him, the state of what's going on. And I see that as us coming before God and saying, God, you see what's going on. You see the state of our nation, the state of people. You see the devastation and the, and the distress and the reproach of your people. You see, Lord, the attack on the name of the Lord and the church. And you see what's going on even around with our neighbors and others around us all over the world. God, we need a supernatural intervention to break the bonds of the natural. And so God not only uses that secular king to release Nehemiah to go be with his people, he sends them with a letter sealed with the signet ring saying, hey, you have access to go and I'll send military with you to protect you. And when you get there, you can have all the trees in the forest to build up the walls that are broken down and the, and the gates that are broken and the gates that are on fire. You can do all these things to help your people. He got more than he was asking for. He was just burdened saying, God, do something. And God did more than what he expected in a suddenly moment. Could it be that in this month of Nisan, I'm praying that the beginning of the breakthrough has already begun. And I think it's symbolic of us being here tonight that just at the beginning, literally the first night the sundown of the 25th of March, we were having to meet here, a handful of us, because it was required to do live streaming. But here we are, 
towards the end of the month of Nisan, and we're back worshiping in a corporate context. There's not anything coincidental with God, but providential. That's divine. And God is speaking to many leaders and many voices about something breaking through. They didn't know about you know, Kislev and Nisan, but they're just saying something about April, and the end of April. I believe that's true. God is up to something. And we've got to keep our perspective, and I believe we need to pray the way that Nehemiah prayed, just like Moses and Aaron prayed in number 16, standing between the living and the dead with censers filled with the fire from the altar who then offered it up in intercession before the heavenly king and God moved to stop the plague. And we've talked about that, but here we're moving into Nehemiah's prayer of breakthrough that is beginning to take place, I believe, by the end of Nisan, which is the month that we're coming conclusion to, and we'll see some opposition along the way, but if we keep our focus on the God who gave the release and the breakthrough, because supernatural breakthrough to break the bonds in the natural, we can see God do what only he can do and man cannot stop. This could be the very thing we've been praying for. I believe it's a providential moment. So if you will go with me, let's just read over some of this intercession. I call it Nehemiah intercedes for the people to God. And he says this in verse 4. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the Lord of heaven. And he says, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God. That's what we did tonight. We worship God in the awesomeness of who he is, the extravagant, glorious God. We gave him adoration and praise. I pray, God of heaven, Oh, great and awesome God, giving him praise for us. You who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now day and night for the children of Israel, your servants. And we've been praying, God, for your church those who love you, the body of Christ that you're ministering to and ministering through to bring revival and awakening to the land. And he goes on to say, and confess the sins of the children of Israel or the church, but we have sinned against you. That reminds me of 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. The response to challenges is to respond. It says, if my people, he starts with us, if my people would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. And he says here, uh, both my father's house and I have sinned. It starts with me. God, where in me, Doug Stringer, are there areas where I have gotten untethered from that holy place, that personal consecration with you? It's a good evaluation time. God, where in me, in my household, me and my father's house, have I not obeyed you? I'm not talking about uh, salvation by works. I'm talking about I am saved, yes, but that place would become untethered to being under the alignment of God, the authority of God, the power of God that comes when we are walking in obedience to him. And he says, we have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Many of us, if we stop and think about it, we've become so aligned with worldliness but I believe it's time to get back to holiness. That Not talking about some sort of external piety that's religious or the letter of the law. I'm talking about that internal consecration of the heart. Remember, this is him praying again, remember, I pray, 
the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, if you are unfaithful or act treacherously, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me, if my people will do these things, if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out for it to the farthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. God is, we've been scattered. God is gathering the house of the Lord back together for a place of dwelling for his name. There's something about the corporate anointing that's been in this place tonight. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Think about that for a moment. Your great power and by your strong hand. It takes supernatural move of God to break the bonds of the natural. And he says here, Nehemiah says, Oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and not just to my prayers, and to the corporate prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name, a desire to honor God, and let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him, myself, mercy in the sight of the man, meaning the king of Persia. He prayed and fasted, sought the Lord for four months with seemingly no answer. But from December, January, February, March, and April, the beginning of the the whole beginning of this pandemic we began to hear about in November, December, mostly in December. They got increased in January, February. Now we're in the fourth month. We've all been praying, and now the tension has been on. But God hasn't left his throne. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And could it be that the reminder to us as we've been under this pressure cooker, the, the refiner's fire that begins to burn off the dross, and the excess weight that we don't need, that as we begin to take that off, God says, now this is the moment where God himself steps down and does a work that only he can do. So no man or woman can put their fingerprint on what God has done. We say, look at you, God, our glorious and awesome Lord. Look at you. I strongly sense that the breakthrough has begun and now it's up to us to nurture and steward that breakthrough and to make sure that we are discerning of the times and not allowing the, the people. In fact, in 2 Timothy 4, 5, it says that we must be watchful, be discerning, be sensitive to what's going on to make sure we're hearing from God and not the things of this world. Don't let the world dictate to us who we are. Let's let this become our primer tonight. Start with, thank you, Lord, for your glorious and praise. Then move into God. If there's areas that we have been separated from you, God, help me to start with me and my household. Never pointing the finger somewhere else. Let's start with me. And then, Lord, in a corporate context as the body of Christ, where we have become institutional rather than relational and incarnational with you, would you do a work in us? Because it's by your great power and your strong hand. As we do that, I believe God will hear the cries of his people and see an outpouring of the supernatural that will break the bonds of the natural. Amen. Father, thank you that your word is true. We've heard that prayed tonight. We've sung adoration and praise to you. Songs that really remind us of your, your faithfulness historically. And we've heard over these last few weeks, even as we began here uh, in March at the beginning of Nissan and having to be socially distanced and just being on streaming. But now here we are gathered together in a moment. You spoke to an earthly king 
at least in our state, you spoke to the earthly leadership and you released them to understand that your Nehemiah, your corporate Nehemiah, your church has a job to do. That we are essential in bringing healing and hope to many that are struggling right now. And in that, Lord, I pray that you would give us, like Nehemiah, the ability to with one hand put on the whole armor of God, which is mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. And with the other hand, Lord, you give us the ability to build, to build up lives, to expand the kingdom of God, to see people added to the kingdom, to be saved, healed, liberated, and delivered. God, let us do both and to know that that is our stewardship for a great time when God, you will step down and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord, we agree for a supernatural breakthrough to break the bonds of the natural. Hear our cries, O Lord, and attend to our prayers. I pray that this message that I shared on April 22nd was an encouragement for you today. You see, I personally am looking for the providential intervention by the Lord, like in Nehemiah's day, to the need for the intervention of the Lord in our day. Many of us have wept and been burdened by what we've seen over the last few months due to this global pandemic. We need the Lord's manifold wisdom, favor, and guidance today, as in the day of Nehemiah. And personally, I really believe the answer has already begun. Though like Nehemiah, there may be challenges and hindrances, there were at least seven primary things that came against Nehemiah's leadership when he was challenged by Sambalat and Tobiah, but he kept his focus on the promises of God for bringing deliverance, protection, healing to the people. Likewise, may we continue to build with one hand and with the other put on the whole armor of God and the weapons of warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty in pulling down strongholds. And as I've shared in the message earlier, we've recently remembered the great deliverance of God for His people during the Passover, Good Friday, and Easter weekend, which were all in the month of Nisan. And now as we have concluded the month of Nisan 2020, this past April 24th at sundown, may we look at the next season to our deliverer and healer for his breakthrough for us to move into the next season of rebuilding in the lives of the multitudes in the Valley of Decision. I like to read a fuller quote by Duncan Campbell from 1948 Hebrides Revival. I've already shared with you in the message, it takes the supernatural to break the bonds of the natural. But he goes on to say, you can make a community missions conscious, you can make a community crusade conscious, but only God can make a community God conscious. Just think about what would happen if God came to any community in power, is what Duncan Campbell says. And he concludes by saying, I believe that day is coming. May God prepare us all for it. And I agree, yes, Lord, we agree for a supernatural breakthrough to break the bonds of the natural. Hear our cries, O Lord. And may we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord and let us hold to the landmarks He has given us from times past. And could this be another Nehemiah moment for us, another divine awakening moment? We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.